This is Kevin Campbell and you're listening to Chewing the Cud with the Irish Toffees. Come on, you blues. Welcome along, folks, to the next episode of Chewing the Cud. And uh, good news and bad news. Good news is we have Holly and Chris today. Bad news is I'm back <laughs> after two weeks off. Two weeks on myself in America. Uh, just before we started, just want to uh, thank uh, a few people. Obviously, the Gavos, we were traveling across America for... Uh, Two weeks that like the crack we have is just unbelievable. And um obviously the Chicago Evertonians who uh we watched a couple of games with them and uh oh, it was just the welcome we got was just unbelievable. Um kind of the derby, it was a great day apart from the match, but uh, I just want to thank Tony Sampson and Logan, the chairman of um, Chicago Evertonians for making us feel so welcome. Uh Okay, let's what's going to today? We're just going to do uh, a review of the Chelsea game and a little uh, preview of the Leicester game upcoming on Sunday. Uh, like I said, Colly and uh, Chris, what's today afternoon, boys? Hey, oh, lads. All good, all good. Like you said before, Chris, it's always that much uh, more of a spring in our step when you have a win. But uh, before we get into the game, I know you were over there. Um, Everyone's seen at this stage the videos of beforehand. Like it was just unbelievable the atmosphere leading up to the game. Uh, people greeting the bus with smoke bombs and dogs and everything in the air. It was just it was just unbelievable. Yeah, it was um nothing like I'd ever seen before. Mm. Um Fair play to the supporters groups and that they came together to you know push it on social media and and um you know get it get it organised and obviously they communicated with the club to make it happen in terms of getting stewards and that and the understanding of what was going to go on so it was really well done it was up myself we went in the wind so I had a beer about half eleven so from then onwards we were up by the ground and normally our routine is down the dark house the bar local. Mm-hmm. 10 past quarter past two and straight up so but I was I was surprised with the numbers I knew there'd be a good turnout and the weather wasn't great it was showery as well and Jesus the the turnout was massive a lot more than I expected people of all ages you know kids fellas that have you know gone 50 60 70s one or two lads that I know are ex kind of you know, county road heads that even turned <laughs> up, and a lot of people you wouldn't expect. So it was it was fantastic, and just when the when the bus came around the corner and, that and just the, the noise, and it, it it's not I know it was organised, but it was organic in that way. Once the mm. bus came along, and it was just it was natural. You know, there was nothing plastic or fake about it. It was just it was a bit of a release, kind of an understanding of. You know, proud of you know who we are and what we stand for, but mm. ultimately, this it's it's a shame. It's the situation we're in. It felt like a do or die situation. It's come to this. It's a last gasp, Simone. This is what we have to do. Show what it means to us, and it was just it was incredible. It was emotional, goosebumps. You know, I've never seen nothing like it. And it's something you'd see. Probably if we were, you know, coming into Wembley or maybe a big European game. I, I don't think there's any other fan base in England that will get a turnout like that when they're five points in the relegation zone mm. to get out and back their club, back their team. 
together and unify like that. You know, it was just, it was unbelievable. And it really carried into the concourses and into the stadium. And, you know, these lads are humans. As much as we think some of them are shit houses and they don't care about the club and they're only in, on a human level, that has to touch you. I mean, that's a wake-up call for a lot of those lads. That, the severity of this, this is our life. It means mm. everything. You know, it's, look, and all the stuff going on in the world, but I always say, when everything is okay, when everyone's well and stuff like that, it's the most important thing in the world, you know, for me and all of you and probably most people listening. Just everything dictates your whole week. It never switches off. It's just constant, constant cycle. And that's just, it's part of who we are, what we stand for and kind of the way we are as people. Everything has dictated us, you know what I mean? So it's more than just 90 minutes. It's who you are. You're proud of who we are and what we stand for. And it was just, it was just, uh, I'd love to do it every week. Obviously, the novelty you wear off. I know it's planned for the next couple of home games, and rightly so. Just hopefully the fans, we fit, there's a, despite the way results have been poor, we've been really good at home. And it's been a long time since I feel that everyone has been unified in terms of the fan base with the management team. You know, as a collective, mm. if you need to achieve anything at any level, everyone has to be pulling in the same direction. You know, hopefully we get to where we want to be at the end of the season. And, you know, it'll be thanks to the fans, but it's not going to paper over the cracks of what a disgrace of the season has been. And the changes that still need to be made to ensure if we stay up, we're not in this position again, you know. Yeah, I think that's a good point, Kali. Like it's, a, I, I've mentioned it a few times. At, uh, certain points in this season, I felt so detached from Everton, it, it, and I've never felt that before, like ever. But and and you could see in the lead up to the match and during the match, it's been happening a few times, uh, a few matches this season. The atmosphere in the ground, but like beforehand, it's just you, you didn't even see Lampard saying after the match. He's seen it. Not that, not that he didn't know beforehand, but he could see what it meant to the fans. And he said, man, woman, children, everything. Everyone was on the same page. And it, it just it, it bled into the game itself. Yeah, it was, uh, you know, I'm envious of, of Chris Pionsvich because I would have loved to be in there, Joe. Um, just before we start recording today, I've seen something on Twitter saying uh, fans are now going to actually uh, see after the coach tomorrow leaves Finch Farm at three o'clock. For Arsenal fans to turn up at quarter to three just to see off the coach. Um, great, great initiative, I have to say. And, and I, I second what Chris says in relation to applauding the fans. You know, it wasn't manufactured. That was all genuine love for our club, Joe. Um, I do agree with you in relation to over the season. I think the club, the players maybe have has, has lost touch maybe with the majority of the supporter space. But I think Frank Lampard has a, a big thing to to, to uh, Frank Lampard was a big thing on getting the fans back on side. Um, probably last week or so, though, I've spoken to a lot of fans of other clubs, particularly Leeds and Newcastle, and obviously Liverpool and, and Man U, and a lot of them don't seem to see or the reason why we hired Lampard, and, and we're very judgmental of them. I just don't see the criticism, to be honest with you, on Lampard. Maybe. I'm looking, maybe I'm looking through rose uh, blue tinted goggles here, John. I'm not too sure, but I just think he gets us and he gets the fan base and there's something about him that you just want them to do well, you know, the kind mm-hmm. of way. And 
but not only Lampard, you, you see some of the younger, like Anthony Gordon came in this season. At one stage, it was talked about loading them out in the summer because they, did, they didn't feel <clears throat> that he'd get enough playing time. But he's taken his opportunity. Uh, and, and, you know, he's he's just, he's all he's all for the blue short, Joe. You know, look, I love to see that. You know, look, I'm sure we're going to go into individual players in this podcast, but to see to see the emotion of Lampard on the you know when we won or goes down to the Gladys Street and you know he's clapping them it's 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 great to see Joe and and well we five cup finals left and we need to, to produce that again against the home not only at home but obviously the way way fans are brilliant as well Joe and sell out nearly every game if if not every game you know they're the reason. Everton Football Club shouldn't be relegated. Um, we're a Premier League club, Premier League fans, Joe, and, and that's all I really can say about it. It was it was emotional. It was inspiring. It was I was proud to I was proud to be a blue last last weekend and just seeing the as I said reaction from the start to finish and what a game, you know. Yeah, I think it was like I said, it bled onto the pitch uh, from minute one. No, no, Chris. We kind of expected, and it's it's been the way where the opposition have kind of possession, and we kind of let them have possession, kind of sit in a little bit and find the break. I think that's that's going to be the way going forward. Just just till obviously we get out of trouble, and then Lampard can put his own stamp on it. But um, feel like just we will start from the top individuals. I mean, possibly his best ever display in an Everton show, Jordan Pickford. He was just, he was like Spider-Man. He was just, he was uh, all over the place. And the, like the one save he made with his face, it was just showed. Like he put everything on the line. It was just an outstanding display point. All round, I think he was excellent. Lucky the couple of kickouts that went straight out of play. You're, you're going to get that. You know, it is what it is. But even in terms of coming out, punching the ball, commanding his area, you know, he, he used to be his weakness. He used to be hesitant coming out catching for balls. I thought he, he commanded his area quite well. You know, made the right decision at the right time. And oh, the saves he made. I th- there's never been question for me about Pickford in terms of, I think he's at his best when he plays on instinct. Yeah. And those saves he made, he didn't really have time to think. He was just instinct up through his body on the line. I don't think there's ever been a question of him in that regard. It's more his mindset, let crowd get into his head and he loses concentration and he gets caught up with other sets of fans giving him grief and his head just goes and he makes mistakes. And but I think he's really, really matured. I think he's been, it's probably his most consistent season for us. Well, he won player of the year, didn't he, in his first season for mm-hmm. us, I think. But um, since, since throughout the season, I just think he's been, he's been really, really good. He's made a few mistakes. Of course he has, as have all the players, but, Gee, what an excellent display, especially that save, one of the best saves I've ever seen. And obviously, like you, Joe, and down the Gladys Street, so down the very far end, I couldn't really make out at the time what had happened. You just see the ball dropping, and I seen the net bulging. I mm. sat down, put my head in my hands, I thought it was in. And then when the ball was kicked out, I was like, Is it offside? What's going on there? I thought it was in from the other end of the stadium. It was like Pickford obviously hitting the net, but unbelievable reactions and instincts and that's all we can ask from any of them what we've been asking 
put your body on the line, give everything for the cause. And they've done that, to be fair, the majority of them. You can't fault them in terms of effort. Of course, the quality isn't always there, but these lads have a bit of fight in them. You can see what it means, especially Pickford as well at the end. and He's fist pumping and he's, you know, building around, giving it loads. And that's what we want to see. Um, but it's just... Um, you could say we rolled our luck in some ways, you know, but I think we earned that luck in terms of our application, our desire. I never say die, even when we're back to the wall. Don't forget, these are the European, the world champions in Chelsea who have what, won away the feed all season. You know, you've seen how they played at the Bernabeu the other month. They were hard, they were unbelievable. So I thought and we were absolutely fantastic, especially first half, we didn't give them a whole lot. Did one or two little chances. Fair enough, second half, a team of that magnitude, they're going to have chances, but we defended West set pieces as well. We defended set pieces really, really well. And when they did get through, Pickford came, somebody done his job, but fantastic. And it was well, well earned. So, um, yeah, just, again, Pickford, he's turned into a, a proper leader for us. And just hopefully he continues on now the last five games at that at that level, you know. Yeah, that that's probably been his his Achilles heel, probably last couple of seasons. His like his as Chris says, his concentration he needs to be switched on all the time. But he seems to have that in the bag now. And like like I said, when he's called on some of the saves, especially that one where like Chris said, where like they hit the post and then he was up in a flash, and he actually ran into the net to save it from inside the net. It was just just instinct, almost bank esque, you'd say. Gordon Banks esque uh, Joe in my mind, but um, we spoke about Pickford before on the pod, and I think Richie's highlighted. You know, there was some articles in the Athletic saying that he possibly had been seeing a sports psychologist, mm. um, and he could definitely see different uh, tweaks in his game. You know, he he, he takes a sip of water; it kind of gives him that couple of seconds to take to reconcentrate his mind as such. You know. Um, but yeah, he he was fabulous, and and, and look, he, he won us the game. Um, he certainly sorry, he got us the three points uh, against Chelsea. You know, uh, I genuinely thought that ball was in the back of the net as well. But uh, what a save! And Jordan Lee Pickford, I take my hat off to you. You know, um, you know all the pundits say should he be England's number one? I don't think Ramsdale is anywhere next to Miriam. I have to say to be number one for England. Uh, um, I, I think his game has come on leaps and bounds and I also uh, think that Alan Kelly has a massive massive uh, part mm-hmm. that has played in that in that, you know progress of, of Pickford in his career I think Alan Kelly in the background there has worked wonders with him not only obviously Pickford the other keepers as well but I don't think we, sh- we should uh, forget about Alan Kelly because I have a feeling that he, he really is uh, a, a real helpful hand there with Pickford and the other keepers in the club. Yeah, you can see, I know we noticed in the warm-ups, Chris, down the Gladys Street, you can see Kelly and he, like he's at him all the time, he's walking him, he's walking him and he, he's keeping him on his toes but uh, like Colly rightly said, Alan Kelly needs like a big clap in the back because he just, like you said, he's always been a good keeper but he just needed that to be switched on all the time. And I think, like Colley says, between psychologist Alan Kelly, and then obviously a bit of pressure for Begovic as well, because like, I think Pickford, and it's happened a couple of times, that he's been taken out of the forward line. So I think 
listen, I don't care if he's England's number six or seven I don't, or one. Or, it doesn't bother me. He just has to be top man forever. And that's it. With goalkeepers as well, Joe, I mean, they tend to mature. They tend to peak a bit later than your average player, mm. you know. And mm. we did still sign him as a relatively young goalkeeper, probably with the idea of him being at the club for 10 years, eight, mm. 10 years, you know. And was he four years now, I think, roughly? Signed five-year deal at least. So three or four years into his contract. So he was relatively young when we brought him in. Obviously, he had he was a bit erratic. Maybe you could he came across as a bit cocky or playing up to the crowd, you know. But I think he's really, and I wouldn't be surprised if it's the fact as well he's after becoming a father as well has yeah. really brought him on in terms of his maturity and his outlook on things and calmed him down and. He's just grown up and matured an awful lot. And even the situations he's went through, he's had a lot of down moments as well. And like you said, with the help of Alan and getting, you know, sort of a bit of help in terms of his, his, um, the mental side of the game and stuff he went through, I think it's just brought him on as a person, which is reflecting now on his performances and how he carries himself on the pitch. So, yeah, look, fair play to him. Um, look, he's going to make mistakes, but in the grand scheme of things he, he's an excellent goalkeeper and he's going to keep improving he's still only in his 20s you know mm. um, you know 31, 32, 33 you see how, how long keepers play now and it, they, they can keep that consistency at, a, at that level for well into their 30s so there is a few rumours knocking around obviously about Pickford and Spurs and Everton home offers and I can't see it I don't think with the position we're in We'll uh, we get a better goalkeeper than the Pickford, to be honest with you, you know. So yeah, look, again, hopefully he just keeps on improving, keeps on developing, and he he'll still be our keeper for for years to come, you know. Yeah, I think that's that's the key as well. Like, like he keeps on learning, keeps and it keeps up this consistency, which which is it's kind of let him down in the past, but I think he seems to have it nailed on now. Um someone else, Carly, again, you always know when we play well when there's a couple of contenders from man to match. Um, and we've been screaming out and, and saying over the last few weeks there's a lack of leaders in, in the team. Uh, my God, you already mean it. He, he just, the, the chap is, like he's the Colossus, just, like this word you use, but Colossus just, like he's just a beast. And and your your favourite word, like he has that snide in him. And uh, he had it was actually funny well it was funny after when we won but it was funny watching he had Coy uh, Havertz wound up like an absolute clock and it, that's just what we've been missing leaders on the pitch and he, I think we found him again the only thing about me is his fitness just keeping him for seven, eight, nine, ten games but I mean he just shows when he's on point what a man Joe, if I think I've seen a statue the day, he's only played something like 10 games or something this year, this season for us. If Mina had been fit for another seven or eight games, we wouldn't be in a position that we are in at, at the league. Um, he's a colossus. I loved him, I have to say. How Havertz actually stayed on the pitch and wasn't given a red, I'll never know. Um, I'll be honest with you. Um, but he, he was, and do you know what? Mina was good. He, you know, he he organises things. Holgate probably had one of his best games in a blue short for us. Um, 
Keane is the same when he plays in beside Mina. So Mina is that rock, that leader at the back, you know. But unfortunately, his his legs are made of cheese strings, you know. Um, but what a performance, Joe. And just to see him winding up Havertz, or, you know. And it was great. It was great. And, and but then, unfortunately, it poses the question. Like, Lampard left him out for the Liverpool game and put him in for Chelsea. So, you know... We've offered on the horizon now next next Wednesday, I think. Do you play at Leicester and wrestling for Watford or is he fit to do? I don't think he's fit to do the two games in a row. Um which is awful when you think about it. Like he's still a young man. He's still I could be wrong in saying this, but I think he's twenty six, twenty seven, Joe, you know, the kind of way. But if only genuinely if only we, we could have kept him uh, a bit more fitter and he wasn't injured as much, we'd be nowhere near the position we are in. Actually, Joe, we'd be I genuinely think we'd be pushing for Europa places um, because I just think with him there, he's a settling, he, he kind of calms things down and, and, and he is the rock that we need. And, you know, you can understand now kind of reports being linking us to Tarkovsky or whatever his name is from Burnley. That, that chap's a proper centre, central defender. He's a leader on the pitch. And I see this is what Lampard is looking for. Um, but no, Mina, Mina was fantastic, Joe. And, and in fairness, the back four were fantastic, Joe. I thought against Chelsea, I thought Nikolenko was just growing and growing and growing as a player. Every game I've seen him now, the last half a dozen games, I think he's come on stronger and stronger and stronger. And he should have probably scored that goal uh, to put us 2 0 up uh, shortly after the Richardson one. But it, look, it didn't happen for him. But I thought Seamus was excellent as well. Um, he led a captain's role against Chelsea, you know, he, he wasn't standing down, he stood up for his players and, and I've already mentioned Holgate, I thought Holgate was, was tremendous against Chelsea, I thought he'd done really, really well and it was a worry when I seen the initial um, the the team sheet but he came through and, and he, he done really well but Mina is, Mina is a great player, Joe, and just as I say, in 40, we just can't keep him fit, you know. Yeah, I think that's that's the only problem with him, Chris. Just to, and we've mentioned this so many times that we can't get a string of games out, like a like I said, six, seven, eight, nine games. But you can see the difference he makes. I know they all play well, but I think it stems from him. Like he he keeps him on a like a tight leash, and like he's just a leader, and he's just it's what we've been really lacking this season. Yeah, well, Collie's right. I mean, it's no coincidence. Everyone that plays beside him looks better. Mm. You know, it takes. <clears throat> I don't think the likes of Kane and Holgate can take that responsibility. I don't think the likes of Kane is ag- aggressive enough, you know, to be that that leader, that organizer, that spokesman at the at the back, you know. But Mina, he's just a big shit house, isn't he? He's, he's just, you know, I think it was Bamford said he was horrible to play against. He's one of the, <laughs> you know, one of the hardest defenders to play up against because. He's so big, he's so physical, you know, he's dominant in the air, but he gets in your ear, he winds you up. He, he's a typical South American. He has the fine arts down to a T, you know, the little pulling and dragging and nibbling and pinching. Yeah, and he, he does it, he does it to a, to a level. Discreetly. Yeah, yeah, well, not discreetly because we can see it, but like, <laughs> it's, it's, it's like Collie said, keep going back to the word snide. He's just yeah. like a little or a pull or a shove or whatever, but. Harris just went over the top. He just lost it. Like Collie said, he, he, I thought he should have got sent off. 
yeah, look, possibly, but um, it is what it is. But yeah, he's a he's a bang on. You know, it's a shame we we can't rely on him to play each of the next five games because you would fancy us getting enough points on the board. I think Wofford is that's really one we have to nail down. Like there, they've they've lost eleven at home on the try or something. You know, we have to. We have to be looking at that as a, as the three points away from home because we can't just rely on our, our Goodison farm. But mm. I just think in general, of course, Mina makes a big difference, but it's just a change in approach to the games where we are sitting a bit deeper and we're being more compact. It just suits the players in general that we have. I mean, you look at Ancelotti done it last year. We won 11 away from home. Now, don't get me wrong. It was horrible to watch. We just parked the bus got a couple of goals and a break and set pieces every week and we're hanging on for dear life. I think we won nine of them by a goal. It was mm. awful to watch right? behind the couch watching it, but... Take that now. Yeah, look, it's no coincidence that we get our better results when we when we play like that. And I think maybe initially Lampard has been not naive, but it took him a few games to realise the players he has can play the open football, possession football that he wants to, you know? Mm. So I think he's, and credit to him, you know, he's reverted the type. We've, um, you know, we've become more compact and we've tried to bridge that gap between the back four and the midfield and we're defending from the front and we're pressing at the right times as well. So fair fair play to him for adjusting to adjusting his game. Um, maybe it is helping with the opposition we have. We have no choice that some of the teams we're playing are going to dictate possession and they are technically better than us and they like playing balls through the midfield and playing through the lines and that. So we seem content to just force teams out wide and especially with me and in there now, we're better equipped to deal with crosses coming in. I think that was part of the thing you mentioned against Chelsea. Don't let Mason Mount kind of get on the ball and loft his cheek and play through us, put them out wide and we'll, we'll defend our box. And for the most part, it worked out really well. And I think that should be the approach. We'll probably take down in Leicester as well. We know how good they are technically in football. They can play if you give them the space. Then we'd probably be trying to force them out wide and, and defend our box well, you know. So it's probably the way to go. Look, it's by hook or crook. Just win at any cut. I don't care. Set fireworks off, you know, outside hotels. Put the ball under your jumper. Throw the ball away. <laughs> throw a flare onto the... Who gives a shy? Just win Hold by any on means. The <laughs> win by any means necessary at this stage. And look, Everton have too long. We've been getting patted on the head. Oh, everyone likes Everton. And what a great club. People's club. And I'd rather be the Atletico Madrid of England. Be shithouses. Be snide. Fuck, yeah. Boot everybody up and down. Pull on them. Drag on them. Time waste. But I don't give a shy. Be horrible, you know. Let's just get over the line. Yeah, I think that's it. Just needs must know. Doesn't care how how we do. Um, it's just like Carly said, just five cup finals. Uh, someone else, Carly, I know. Um, we've all eaten humble pie this year. I think a big slice has to be put on your plate now. Someone who's kind of made the difference as well as Delph, just just sitting there. Not, listen, he hasn't got the legs to run up and down the pitch or go in and out like Alan does but he just sits down mopping things up and I thought he wasn't brilliant but he just done his job he was effective like like Chris said uh, keeping Mason Mount quiet was one of the objectives I thought he done very very well in that aspect he did Joe and, and similar playing to um, Mina 
Delph, if he could have kept Delph fit for longer, again, he wouldn't be in this position, you know. Like Delph has played at the very top, Joe, and he's played for one of the uh, Guardiola, you know. Um, so he knows how to win games. He knows how to win championships, cups, etc., etc. And and when he came in, I was excited because I felt we are going to get a similar player to what we had in, in Gareth Barry. You know, someone that just mm. sat there and, and. But look, we all knew uh, about his, his injury record. But you know, again, it's it's caused his problems, and he won't be at the club next year. Um. But he is another player, Joe, that if he can handle the fitness, this fitness over the next five or five games, that you know he will see us through. He, he's that old head in the team. And again, I mentioned it on the last pod we did, and I seen it again uh, against Chelsea when we scored that goal. He's not going up celebrating, but he's going up telling the, the players to you know focus and, and get the mind yeah. back on the game. So he, you know he, he's aware of yeah, great, we've scored a goal, but. You know, we've we got to be back in this now, lads, because, you know, they could turn around and score from kickoff, that type of thing. So that's what he brings to us. But just he hasn't brought enough over his, his, his short term career. And again, I can only repeat if he'd had him longer or if he'd kept fitter, I, I, I don't think we'd be anywhere near the, the situation that we're in at the moment. Yeah, I think that's the thing about similar to me, Nick, Chris. It's just, you're not going to get a run of games out of this fella. So. Um, and I think Collie's born. He won't. He won't be at the club next year. I, well, I highly doubt it. Um, but it's just you can see that he has this calm and calm is the only word I can, I can find. It's calm and influence on people around where he doesn't. You know, again, he, he's liable to pick up a yellow card. But the work he puts in is going to kind of dictate that because he's going to put in a late tackle somewhere along the line. But he just he, he just mops everything up. I think he's probably the only player we have that can naturally play in that sixth, that sitting role, you know, mm. front of the defence. We've had Allen in there, Decore, and it's just I it, it just don't think it's it's our natural game. Whereas Delph, although he played left back a lot for City, generally he's been in the centre of the park for throughout his career with uh, Villa and Leeds, hasn't he? So and obviously with City at times as well. But yeah, right, it's just a bit of He's seen it all, you know. He's been in big games, big atmospheres where there's a lot on the line at uh, at the right end of the table most of the time. So he's not really going to be phased by anything, you know. He is an old head. He's calm, and, but he just brings a bit of composure to the midfield. You know, he can. He's decent in possession. You know, he can turn over tackle. He can retain possession, and he can spread the play. And he just. He just does the basics well, you know, which is what we've lacked at times in terms of a bit of composure in the middle. You know, he can play through a press or he can turn over tackle. He, he, he makes the right decision. He knows when to go along, but he knows when to slow the game down and just keep possession and take the sting out of things. And even in terms of vocally, his organisation skills and, you know, getting players in the right position and making sure they're, they can manage game management. Um mm. I think he's been a big benefit to us. And look, we all have our opinions. A couple of decent performances isn't justifying, like Carl said, keeping him at the club with his injury record. He's been a huge disappointment. I don't think anyone's ever doubted what he can bring to us on the pitch when he's fit. But he's just another one of these players that need to be flogged off at the end of the season on a high wage and not giving us enough return, you know. But 
if we can keep him fit for the next five games, um, I think he, he has to be in the team as that sitter, you know. But um, yeah, look, it is what it is. Hopefully he's trying to play himself, even not with us. He needs to get a contract somewhere else. So he's going to have to tr- turn in performances, isn't he? And look, as much as he kind of comes across as a bit of a dickhead at times, he's professional, you know, mm. and you don't play at the level under Guardiola, like Holly touched on, without being a winner and about, you know, just having that professionalism about you. So, I mean, if he has anything about him in terms of even self-pride, he'll he'll give everything for us in the last few games, you know, but let's just hope we can keep him fit and he doesn't get injured going down the stairs, you know. <laughs> I think that's that's the key and it's always been the key. not just him a few players just the, the fitness levels I don't know what's going on at Finch Farm because they just drop like flies all season I just don't know what what the crack is but um, I know we, we said he sits Collie and he kind of he's the camera but like the three lads in front of him I must say uh, never stop running all day Great, the Corey and especially Anthony Gordon and these lads just Run, 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 run all the time and hassle. Not not so much going forward, but just just hassle players in 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 possession. And, and they did it to a T on Sunday. And they did, Joe. Um, you know, look, there's 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 uh, flaws in in all the games. You know, in some ways, I wish the Corey could pass the ball. Um, I just don't think he can pass a five yard pass or a ten yard pass to a, a player on the same team, but. He gives us everything. He runs the pitch, covers every blade of grass. Wish Anthony Gordon would work on his, his delivery from corners and, and free kicks. But look, we're, we're, being, we're being judgmental here. I thought Gray had had one of his best games in a long time. Um, certainly since he came back from injury, Joe. I, I thought he hadn't been up to it the last couple of games, but I, I, I thought he'd done well against Chelsea. But I suppose there is one player we haven't mentioned that, and that's Iwobi. You know, yeah, and, yeah. You know, um, for me, Wobi has to be the second or third name now down on the team sheet. I don't know what Frank has said to him. Um, he's, you know, there was an article during the week in one of the papers saying that every time there was a sub made, he always felt that he was the first one to be subbed, and that's not the case now. And he played right right wing back against Chelsea, and geez, he walked his skills of French bollocks off. Um, Joe, you know the kind of way, and we said a couple of weeks ago, or certainly some fans said that we needed a hero. I'm not saying we're always a hero, but he certainly put it in for us, Joe. And, and all we've ever said in this podcast was, you know, as long as he leaves everything out on the pitch, you know, we can clap them off. And I don't think there's been any occasion, certainly in the last half a dozen games, that Wobie hasn't left everything out on the pitch for me anyway. Yeah, I think that he he. Listen, everybody knows this, and I, I slayed him, and I think rightly so. He's been absolutely geek most of the season. But when he does it, Chris, like, and he typifies, like, uh, we said it a few times, like a confidence player, and he typifies when someone's, he's one of these lads, that, like, he needs a, a pat in the back, and oh, a G. He's not one of these lads where he can give a boot up the hole and say, come on, get your shit together. He, he needs an arm around him, and He's just producing now on a consistent level, and that's all we've asked for, like all from anybody. Well, he just typifies now the player who's turned it around, and he's just producing every single time. 
at the start of the season, all the players got, you know, obviously they go through routine tests and fitness tests and stuff. And Awobi and Decore came out on top in terms of their ability to run, which, you know, we knew with Decore anyway. So he, there's no doubt, you know, the fitness of the guy. He's pressing like mad. He's constantly covering the ground. He, he's he's always had that in his locker. But I think Lampard is just utilising him in the right way in, in a certain system, essentially most of the time, to be able to kind of bring out the best of him. And I mean, Lampard is he's a, he's someone you want to play for. You know, he's honest with you. He's, he understands play. Because he's not really... He's not long retired. He still understands the modern footballer. Mm. It's not, you know, certain managers, even Benitez, for example, he was cold his way or the highway. If you can get on board with what he wants, it's, you're, you're out the door. Whereas Lampard kind of has an understanding that, like you said, players, this, they're well, you know, they're well groomed these days in terms of from a young age to have, have everything handed to them. And they have, you know, an easy, not an easy run, but, you know, the academy players aren't being cleaning the first team's football boots these days yeah. and picking up counts on the training ground. You know, they're treated like professionals from a very young age. So they are a bit more, I won't say needy, but they do need that arm around the shoulder. And it's a different it's a different kind of player now. It's a different world, especially with mental health and the pressures and TV and social media. There's a lot of other stuff as well. But Lampard seems to have been able to, you know, get around them, be honest with them, get them in a position give him clear instructions of what he wants him to do. And it's like the penny has finally dropped with him that, like you said, if he just runs his bollocks off, the crowd will back him. You know, mm. that's all we ask. Leave everything on the pitch for the badge, for us working class people. We want 100% for 90 minutes. Leave it out there. Show us that you care. And he's doing it. And, you know, there's been two or three times on this podcast where we've said, hopefully now this is a turning point for him and, and it's just never really been the case, but it's probably his best run of consistency and especially his best run in the team since we signed him. Um, look, he's not perfect by any means. He still makes some stupid mistakes and he's cost us here and there and he can be frustrating, but just again with more game time and hopefully his confidence will keep going up and the more he contributes, he'll, um, he'll really feel part of it. You know, and feel, I think it's important he feels and understands he is an integral part of the team at the minute. And I think Lampard will, you know, manage him really well. And like I said, he's the kind of man you want to play for, Lampard. He just he just understands it, you know. And um, yeah, look, it looks like it is the, the penny has dropped for him. And he's still a relatively young lad. So, I mean, he, he's always had the attributes and he's just never showed it consistently enough. But you can't really fault him the last few games at all. And, you know, he's he would definitely been the team sheet, even in terms of his his work ethic and the ground he covers, because that's what we need going into these last five games. We need all hands on deck, be able to last the ninety minutes. You know, players that are all in for the cause. So he seems to be uh, he seems to be doing that. He seems to be enjoying working hard as well, and he's mm. getting the plaudits from the fans. He's getting the recognition. Fans are chanting his name. So let's uh, yeah, let's just hope it continues. But yeah, yeah, pop on. I don't think I'm quite at the chance in his name stage yet. <laughs> but <laughs> I'm getting there. I'm getting there. I I won't be getting his name on my short anyway for a start. Uh, but listen, um I have to you just have to give the chap credit. Like he's 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 turned it around so much. I mean he he's thanked the place out so many times, but now he's like you said, Chris, he's he's 
he's got it now, and and the penalty's finally, finally, finally dropped. If you you run around like an absolute mad dog and just just leave sweat in the short, like we'll back it. And he's just doing it all the time now. I'm delighted for him personally because it's nice slated him, everyone's slated him, and. Uh, I'm just delighted that he, he, he's finally producing what we know he can do on a consistent level, not just one game and then go missing by four or five. But like, we just need someone like that now for the for the rest of the season. Someone else, Carly, who like, you, you know you're going to get it from him all the time. Another immense game from Richardson. And we, we talked about people running around. This this lad just runs himself into the ground every single game now. And you can see, I, I actually got a bit worried when he came off. Uh, probably might be injured, but um, I think Frank said today he's been carrying a, a little knock since the derby. And hopefully he'll be okay now for, for Sunday. But Richardson was just, just in order, super, super display, topped off by a goal. Yeah, and... It's funny because again this week and certain publications and certain phone and uh, radio shows, sports shows, there's been a lot of criticism of him, uh, Joe. I, I don't think other fans see it, see him as we do. Um, mm. He always comes across as a moan and 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 you know, and he'll only play when things go is going well. From I genuinely don't think that's the case at all. Um, I, I would personally prefer to see him coming in off the left. Um, I know he plays through the middle with Brazil, but I, I think his best position for us certainly is, is off the left. But with Carver Lewin now, um, obviously Frank is going down the middle, but he just walks his, he walks his socks off, Joe. And, and whatever happens during the summer with Richie, um, he will be remembered as, as an iconic player for us, you know, the kind of way, because no matter how bad things got he never gave up you know the mm-hmm. kind of way and and his love he can see the love that he has for the club for the fans it's 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 great to see a player of his ability in a blue short and, and all he wants to do is play football Joe you know the kind of way he looks like someone that could go home after a match and if the kid knocked into him saying do you want a five side down he'd go out and play you know the kind of way because yeah. that's to me that's all he wants to do is just play football, you know, the kind of way. And sure, he wants the recognition and the trophies and, and the medals. And, and you can't you can't blame any player for doing that. But to see him in the blue shirt and, and putting everything on the line for, for the club, is it's it's great, you know. And there's so many kids that go to that match. And, and you know, you, you see some of the videos that, that the club bring out after, the, you know, the tunnel access videos and, as he's leaving the ground, there's just still kids there and he's giving kids their jerseys and stuff like that. And You know, he's just, he's just an iconic player, Joe, and I'm so grateful that we have him at the moment because we need players with that extra bit that will help us get out of the situation that we're in. I think we've maybe two or three of them players in the squad and the Charles is certainly one of them. Yeah, I think he, he's the main one for me, Chris, that he just typifies an Everton player. Uh, just just runs all day, walks his arse off. Uh, again, Collie touched on the thing that lets him know is he, like, he goes down a little bit too easy for me as well, not just sort of fans. And, but that's like a South American thing. He's just a moany and 
goes down and rolls around, gets back up. But like the effort he puts in, that's all we want as fans. We said it a few times about other players, but he does it all the time, every single game. Yeah, you can't uh, you can't question. It's just the way he's the way he is. He's a winner, you know. You don't be playing in the Brazilian national team without having something about you. Mm. You can never question his work rate, right? not at all. As you know, he puts it all on the line for the club. Even playing with an ankle injury, and now he wants to make himself available. He wants to get out, and yeah, look, he looks miserable most of the time. So do we, but he just wants <laughs> goals. You know, he, he is a team player. Like he sacrifices everything for the team. You know, he does what he's asked. He presses. He puts himself about. And it can be a lonely task up there at times. You know, we're mm. punting balls up, and he's two centre backs all over him, and it's hard to, you know, the ball isn't sticking and it can be frustrated because strikers just want to score goals and when you're not getting a huge supply of chances, it can be, it can be hard. But he, he never gives up working and I was delighted for him. He's, he's, if one player was going to score for me, it was Richie, especially after missing a few chances in the last couple of games as well. I think he's probably let us down in front of goal a little bit. Um. But that's, I think, a bit of that as well is through desperation. He's probably snatching at things a little bit more and losing a bit of composure because of the situation we're in and how desperate he is to help the team and, you know, do well for the fans. So, um, you know, hopefully next next five games we're relying on him, you know, because Calvert-Lewin, we don't know. He's fit for it. He's obviously in the squad for the next game, but he just hasn't looked really interested and he hasn't exerted himself the way Richarlison has leading the line. But uh, I do, I do like him coming off the left. To be honest, I agree with mm. with Cully. You know, he can go down the line, or he can cut inside onto his right foot, and I kind of like seeing him on the left of the tree. But you, you know, the way he's the way he's been playing, you can't uh, you can't justify taking him out as a striker. That's just, that's where he wants to play. That's where he sees himself for Brazil as a as a centre forward. So yeah, look, let's, let's hope he can uh, he can just remain as clinical as he as he was against Chelsea for the next few games because we really we really needed him to step up. We're not scoring many goals, to be fair, although we're conceding a lot less and we're winning games narrowly. We could just do with a nice comfortable win, you know, a one or a two nil or but no, you you can't you can't point fingers at the guy. He's one of us. He loves the club and um you know, this the summertime is another question in terms of what happens. Does he does he move on? Does he stick around? I think he'd love to stick with us in terms of with the connection he has and the adoration he gets, you know, for for the fan base, the club look after him well and obviously he's very well paid playing the Premier League, but I think in a in a better team that guy would be he'd be capable of going up another level in the right system with getting the right product and the right service. He, um, you know, he has a lot about him, and again, he's still mid twenties. So, I mean, he's going to develop again. He has mm. a lot more in his locker, so and he's going to mature as a player. So, yeah, that's another question for another day. But look, delighted for him to get his goal, and when he scores, you can see it in him. He just his mindset just completely changed. He always works hard, but it feels like there's a weight off his shoulders when he gets that goal. And when he contributes like that, you see him on the sideline waiting for the final whistle to go. You know, he wants to be the match winner. He's ready to run on and he loves it, you know. And look, it's, that's why you play the game, isn't it? We, everyone wants that adoration, you know, when things are going well and that praise. So, look, fair play to him. It was a brilliant composed finish and 
hopefully he can go on a run of goals for us now the next few games and dig us out of shit, you know. Yeah, that's the thing. It's like we roll into the Leicester game now, Polly. Uh, we just need to keep that, that the pressure. And I probably say play the same system as well. Just just let Leicester have the ball and just mop everything up and play in the break. But we just need to we just need to get something away from home now. Like obviously a win would be absolutely amazing. But we need at least a point on Sunday. Just just to keep the the feel good factor going. Yeah, John, I I I, I would hope uh, and I suspect that Lampard will go again with the same team. Obviously for me the question mark would be Mina whether he continues on with Mina or he brings Keane back in. Godfrey is due to start training and uh, back with the fourth team this week. So that's a bit of a, a plus, that's for sure. Um I thought it was quite um informed of maybe that he didn't bring Calvert Lewin on instead of Rondon. Um, I tend to agree with Chris. His fitness may be okay, but I don't think the headspace is there. I, I, I have a feeling that Carvin Lewin already sees himself outside of the club, which is fair enough. Um, but I, I'd go with the, the, the front three again. I think the Leicester game is, I think we'll know straight away what Leicester City side torn up. They were obviously beaten last night against Roma in the semi final of the. Conference League, Europa Cup, or whatever it's called. Um, so, are they now on the beach, or are they going to try and push as hard as they can to claim a European place? I think they're maybe seven or eight points off a European place with the game in hand. So, it, it'd be interesting to see whether he goes full strength or does he rest um, some of the players. But I, I tend to agree with you. I think it's a, a must not lose game on Sunday for me, anyway. Um, I do actually have a feeling we could win there. I think, given the fact that it was last night, the games last night, they're coming back from from Rome, maybe a day a day's rest, small preparation Saturday, in 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 time for the the game against us. Certainly, we have the the, the obviously the last week training and, and recuperating, so that that advantage is on our side. Not necessarily always uh, gets us the win, but look. We'll take any any sort of advantage at the moment, but I have a feeling that we could actually surprise a few and, and go there and get a result from from uh, Leicester. To be honest with you, yeah, I think that hard game. Well, not the last, but it was still a hard game for them last night. This could be to our advantage, and he went, kind of went full strength. I know it was uh, Bardley back in the team as well, so um, it'd be it'd be interesting. Again, I think from our point of view, I I can see Alan coming back in for Dell because I don't think. Delph has like two as much as I love it. I don't think Delph has two games in a row in him. And you mentioned earlier, he might be kind of holding him back for Watford. But, um, I, th- I think maybe me and Delph could be the only possible changes. You don't know what way it'll kind of go. You know, we were kind of hoping they go to extra time last night and maybe get them getting through would be the best thing for us. So they'd have... Roy's on the final and they'd rest a few against us but um, I think they'll go full tilt Rodgers doesn't like us does he and mm. you know it's it just seems to be the way we don't, we don't really get those kind of breaks like Burnley playing West Ham after they played in Europe and they went and got a result and you know um, it's 
I don't know, really. You know, I think Lampard got it wrong in the home game in terms of playing Allen and Delph. I think we were outrun in the middle of the park. Yeah, I think it has to be either one of one of the two. I don't think the two of them sit there well. We just didn't have that mobility to cover the ground. They're very good in midfield with Tailmans and, you know, they have a bit of, obviously, their players drop off into the 10 in between the lines and pick the ball up. They've, Good way, you know, Harvey Barnes, as we, we know about him, and they've a, a good bit of pace in their team, so they are very good technically. So, we do need that. I think definitely see the core coming in with Alan and Awobi probably at the tip of the tree, giving us that energy and that you know, bit of bit of pace to be able to cover the ground and cut off the spaces because we are definitely going to go and park the bus, which rightly so. Um, but yeah, I think Mina has to play for me. One of them, Leicester's big weaknesses is set pieces. So I think we can utilize that in both boxes with Mina there. He just gives us that that presence. You know, they're very poor defending set pieces. Leicester conceded again last night from one. So that could be one way and we could really get at them. We should target that, especially in games where it's fine margin, set pieces can win your game. So it should be definitely um, something we're looking at. If, of course, he's capable, which he should be. Although Watford is in mind, he's had a week off now, man, as well. He should be fine to play. Mm. Um, Watford's what, Wednesday? Is it Wednesday night? Yeah. Yeah, Wednesday night. So, two days off and, you know, he should be okay, surely. But, yeah, definitely have to crowd that midfield, get a bit of energy in there. I mean, in an ideal world, Calvary-Lewin would be playing full tilt and you'd have him in again in terms of what he gives us in the air, in both boxes, he could be utilised in that respect, you know. But if he, I just don't think he's at it. And the front three has to pick himself. If you play, if you play with uh, Calvert-Lewin, you have to probably drop the Mary Gray and maybe um, play Richarlison out left. And I think, I think Gray done well the last game. You know, he deserves to keep his place. He has been poor since he came back. Hasn't always been fantastic on the ball, but in terms of his work rate, we actually never touched on that instance in the Chelsea game where he won that throw in out in the boat Bullens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 87 minutes, chased down Mason Mount and it was probably their throw in to be honest, but just to share the tournament determination, he put himself in there and we won the throw in and the whole place came alive. It was unbelievable. You know, the top balcony, the main stand, the whole ground was in unity. It was mm. unbelievable and that was just like we said, a typical instance of given absolutely everything fine for every ball and we'd be right behind you and it was it was an amazing moment in, in the game you know you don't really see anything like that anywhere else for a throw in you know it was it was fantastic and again that's what we need from him every game and um, he hasn't you know we probably should have scored against Chelsea you know to make it 2-0 but I think the team pretty much picks itself I'd keep me in if he's fit just have to go game by game there's definitely points there from us. We'll have learned a lot from the last game, although Leicester are going to dictate the game at all. We had good chances in the game at Goodison, you know, with Charleston, like you said, especially probably should have had two. Patrick, yeah, yeah. So it's about being hard to beat, being compact, being aggressive and being more clinical than we were in the home game on the break. You know, if we can get a goal on the break and we can nick a goal from a set piece. If we get two goals, I think we'll get at least a point. And we're just you. You're not. You can't go through the, the season just losing every game. There has to be a game where you get the rub of the green. You know, even if you get battered, you get a jammy goal in the last minute from a corner. We have to get a result, even a draw. You know, 
sure, Lampard be hammering at home that consistency. We've won a game and we've lost a game and we've never backed it up. Mm. You know, we might not win the game, but we have to go and at least get a point. Hopefully, Burnley don't get out against Villa. That would put us a point behind them in the game at hand. And Leeds also playing Arsenal, in the Arsenal way. So we have to just, we haven't done it enough. We've just keep on losing. We haven't drawn enough games. Even if we'd have turned some of those losses into draws, two or three, we'd be in a much better position now. So again, the home game, we wanted to win, but we fought well. We kept fighting to the end and we got a draw. And that's what we have to do. If we can't win a game, don't lose it, you know? So I'm confident we can go and get a result there. We've done okay, to be fair, there in, in a couple of occasions. Hopefully they are on the beach. Like you said, they'll be tired to make a few changes and, you know, we can, we can get the rub of the green and we can get at least a point. Yeah, I, th- I think there's a few things have to come into, into play, but I think the main one is that we just need to take this this form we have at home just to, to away games and we just have to start now. And I know, like you said, it's too late, but we just need to get something away from home now from a couple of games and not just rely on our home form. So we just need to put the same intensity, pressure, work, Listen, keep saying it. Leave everything on the pitch, and ho- hopefully, you get something out of the game. And I think, but Joe, what? in fairness, the last two away performances have been much improved. Liverpool Absolutely, and West Ham. Yeah. yeah, you know, I thought West Ham we were probably fair for a draw there, and wasn't for a couple of stupid mistakes, and mm. it didn't go our way on the day. You know, the ball bobbling over there, there got Antonio's goal, and that we didn't really get the rub of the green, you know. Um, and then look, the derby. On another day, if you get that penalty, we might not win the game. We could still lose it, but you know, you got one it up. It's a different game. We've something to hold on to. Their crowd are on, on their backs and the pressure's on them. And you know, you might get at least a draw. And look, they are probably unfortunately the best team in Europe, you know. So to be beaten the way we were wasn't a disgrace. But I did think we showed an awful lot of bottle and we stood up to them and we had chances on our day. We could have we could have got ourselves ahead, but so over the last five games, I think we've been much improved. The home games, Leicester, we weren't great, but the commitment's been there, the desire. We created a couple of guilt-ed chances and we kept going to the end. So I think we are, our form has been good. And if it wasn't for Burnley's upsurge in form, unfortunately, winning the last three games, I think things would look a lot better and we'd be a lot better positioned. So we just have to, again, we keep repeating, maintain this over the next five games. Same commitment, same desire fight for absolutely everything and hopefully we'll just get enough points on the board and we'll be able to get ourselves out of this and let the hair grow back over the summer because for me it's been an awful season even when we're not yeah. playing there's no switch off from it at all other teams games and oh I just need, <laughs> need a break from it but <laughs> I listen to feel every single moment but the thing as well Colin uh, we can need to predictions as well but um we need a bit of luck from somewhere. I mean, literally, we, we've had no luck at all this season. Referees, bars, penalties, not penalties, injuries. We just need a little bit of luck. And I think, think Joe, Harvard... though, I, 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 t- I do agree with you, but I think that's another podcast in itself in relation to some of the refereeing decisions that's gone against us this year, bar decisions. And they brought in um, Prentice from the Liverpool Echo was the chief communications officer 
Thanks for listening to the podcast. If you're interested in joining the Irish Toffee Supporters Club, just send an email to memberships at irish-toffees.com or visit our website www.irish-toffees.com. Up the toffees.